Welcome to Jays from Home. I am joined by uh, Blue Jays' dad. On he's a Twitter uh, personality, podcaster. Say hello. Hello, everybody. A pleasure to be on here, Matt. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, now, here's a question. I, uh, uh, do you do you have a name? Do you or do you prefer to just kind of stay anonymous under your Blue Jays' dad uh, handle? I just, I just stay somewhat anonymous, but when I meet people in person, that's when they when they get my real name. Okay. Okay. Cool. No worries. Um, it's been um, it's been a pretty crazy week, I would say. Um, so let's just get right into the um, scores. How, well, first, first of all, how do you feel about the Jays this past week? What 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 are your feelings? Oh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, obviously, they haven't made it easy on themselves, but I mean, it's a 162 game grind. So you can't really expect, you know, the the full momentum the whole time but uh you know i saw them split two of four at target uh field here in minneapolis which was fantastic to be a part of a pennant race yeah person um and uh yeah this i just love what the wild card has done to the game right now you have four fully engaged uh fan bases from four franchises that otherwise wouldn't be at this point in the season and so that's that's definitely exciting to be able to go right to the end here in game 162 with 16 different possible endings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, now we we we're going to release this podcast tomorrow, and we're we're recording before the game has started. So who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be total chaos uh, potentially. There could be four teams playing for tiebreakers come uh, the start of the week. Yes, yes. And uh, so yeah, there's a four four way tie. There's uh, different variations of a three-way tie. Uh, anyway, I, I just think it's great for the game, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I got my uh, uh, some baseball food on low right now, ready for the game uh, in about an hour's time. Uh, what, what's your baseball food? Uh, uh, we're doing, um, you know, some. Uh, we're doing some hot dogs. Uh, doing some uh, nachos. Um, I found some brisk raspberry iced tea, which is it seems you can never find it around here. So we got that. Um, yeah, we, we just got a got a bunch of snack food, and uh, we're ready to ready for this game that begins. For sure, I, I don't know if I'll be able to to eat <laughs> watching this game today. Um, uh, so let, let's look at the scores this past week here. Um, so Tuesday we saw uh, started the week. Uh, the Jays lost seven to two. Um, that was just disappointing. Uh, Wednesday, Jays beat the Yankees six to five, and we saw Bichette with two home runs, which was pretty. Uh, that was that the game that he said like you know this is like the moments that we we play for. Was that it? Yeah, like well, like when he was running the bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that uh, game, and yeah, that second homer was especially that was big. That that lands. I haven't done a ranking yet. It's got to be at least top ten Blue Jays home runs of all time for me. Really? Wow. That's that's yeah, I, it. Yeah, I, it I, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it was a big home run. That's for sure. Um, and it was a big moment. But I think may, it, it'll land in, in the top 10 if we, if they make the playoffs, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it gave, gave them a shot. I feel like this week has been postseason. 
I think that's where this season is unique uh, than any other when it comes to Jay's uh, pennant races in the past. 1987, where they lost the final seven games and blew a three-game lead heading into the final week. That wasn't really postseason baseball. It was, you know, panic central. Uh, even in 1990, I, I was re uh, recollecting this on uh, Twitter last night, that I remember um, watching the Blue Jays versus the Orioles. The season ended on a Wednesday evening, which, you know, doesn't happen anymore. Uh, ended on a Wednesday evening. Um, they went over to Boston. They showed Ozzy Guillen hit for the White Sox, hit a ball into the corner that could have scored some runs. Uh, for the White Sox to get a, ahead of the Red Sox. Jays needed the Red Sox to lose to have a chance at tying the division on the final day. Uh, Tom Brunanski uh, came sliding in, diving in, caught the ball. It was over. They went back to the Jays game. Tom Hankey throws one pitch to Mickey Tettleton. Orioles walked it off. <laughs> 1990 wow. done. You, you, your recollection is pretty, uh, pretty bang on, on <laughs> I assume. But uh, were you at that game? No, it was in Baltimore, and then uh, Boston was in Boston. But I just remember being immersed in this uh, since 1985 when I was 10 years old and became a, a baseball fan. Um, 1990 was a heartbreaker. So any, anyway, it, it, this year it, it feels like postseason baseball this final week, and that's why I put Bobuchet's uh, second home run that game and just the, um, the energy of what it did to the fan base, to the team pushing them into the rest of this week it's it's yeah they probably they probably needed that because if, if if they like got swept by the yankees um which which could have been a possibility uh and it definitely was at that point um they're, they're probably out of the playoffs i would say oh yeah yeah that's why yeah it's, it's just it's so fun i can't get over how much uh how much i'm enjoying this how enjoyable it is for all the four teams this week definitely um yeah, and so the rest of the week, you know, they lost to the Yankees to to to, to uh, round out that series, and then we saw um, both pitchers this weekend got the home got to wear the home run jacket. Maybe a little like they were celebrating a little early on Friday. Uh, Matt's got the home run jacket after they, after they had a big lead and they ended up winning that one six to four. Um, and then last night they um, they beat the 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 Orioles ten to one, and Alec Manoa was just dominant in, in that and he, and he got again i think he's gotten the most home run jackets out of all the pitchers has he okay i, I we'll have to check with uh scott carson or someone who yeah we'll have to get an official stat and here's something that i noticed on twitter yesterday i don't know if you saw this but there are two home run jackets there are yeah there were there's a picture someone posted a picture of two home run jackets hanging up in the uh, in the dugout okay well i don't know about this when i was in target field i got I could have reached out and touched the home run Whoa. jacket. Um, a coach brought it out for a young boy to to wear. It looked like it was a family situation. Mm -hmm. Want to get like you know creepy Blue Jays dad and be like, <laughs> can I touch it? I really <laughs> wanted to touch it, um, but I I do have some self control. And um, and then it was hanging at the end of the dugout uh, near our seats. So I only saw one, but maybe you know it's probably getting stretched out, hot, sweaty, stinky. Yeah, they they have to have like they're they're hitting so many home runs they're gonna wear it out at this point. It's kind of like the Dukes of Hazard and you know taking the General Lee off a jump and like how many General Lees did they go through? <laughs> you know, that was like hundreds on that yeah. just filming that show. So maybe we're in the same thing with the home run jacket, you know? Maybe may yeah. So um, and also that last night we saw them break the franchise record for home runs in a season with 258, I think is the number. 
Uh, yeah, two fifty-seven. I think it was the previous, so two fifty-eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I grew up uh, when I was a kid. Everything was home runs and RBIs, mm-hmm. um, and you were like this advanced guy if you looked at on base percentage. And <laughs> I uh, I still love homers and RBIs. I it just there's something emotional, psychologically, as a fan. I love to see. You know, I think what Bobuchet's at twenty-nine homers right now. I. Uh... I, I'm not sure whether he got his 30th. I, I hope I hope that he make rounds up to up to the nice 30 number. He did yesterday? I can't remember. I think my daughter, who's a huge Boba Bo, Boba Fett fan, <laughs> that's my son is the huge Boba Fett fan. My daughter is the huge uh, Boba Fett fan, and uh, I think she had said 29, and I checked, and she was right. Um, but I'm not sure. There's so much going on lately. But anyway, I just love the idea of 30 homers, 100 RBI. That's yeah, a nice round number. That's like a Joe Carter stat line right there. It is. I want to say one thing about Joe Carter. You know, people look back at, you know, with these uh, analytics metrics and all that these days and look back and say, well, you know, even if you look at George Bell's 1987 MVP season, uh, he should have been like way down the list. He was nowhere close, according to war, uh, as, as being as valuable as, as he was treated back then. But I'll say this about Joe Carter, George Bell. These guys, it wasn't in their mind to try to get on base. Their approach to the game was put the bat on the ball and get a runner home. Yeah. And that's why I think you cannot use today's metrics to judge the value of those players. Uh, it's not fair to them because if someone told them ahead of time, hey, we need you to take walks, we need then. It was a different game because because they they the players and and coaching and and management value different statistics than they do do now. Like back then, you see a lot of stolen bases, a lot of a lot of like sacrificing, a lot of hit and run. But now now like they'll they'll just sell out uh, strikeouts for 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 power and 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 it's it's a totally totally different style of play that we're seeing. And and you and it's like comparing apples and oranges. Like it's just they just they just had a different mentality at the plate than they do now. And, and even the lineup construction, Matt, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but when they wanted a weak number two hitter to hit a little dribbler to the <laughs> second baseman to like get the lead I don't... hitter who had maybe, you know, bunted to get on, stole second, and then you want a dribbler to second to get the runner from second to third. That was like uh, Willie Randolph. Uh, th- th- that was kind of his job on the Yankees. You know, one of these guys hitting second. And then obviously the Jays were one of the teams that broke that mold with Josh Donaldson. Hey, let's put our best hitter at second, not third or fourth. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember that, but I do remember that they put when they got Ricky Henderson, they put Devon White in the, in the nine spot uh, for some reason. I don't. I guess I guess Alomar was 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 their number two hitter at the time, which probably was the right move. I don't know. I, I have to double check. I think what they did was uh, because Cito Gaston so loyal to his veteran players. I think they just added Henderson to the top and moved everybody down one. Maybe they did a couple different things. Except for he kept uh, Winfield at, um, sorry, it wasn't the Winfield year. He kept Joe Carter in the cleanup spot, and then Molitor and Alomar would switch uh, who's hitting third and who's hitting fifth. Oh, okay, yeah. Because like, what about what about Olerud? Because Olerud was the th- was the third third hitter. He was always six. He was always six. Was he always six? Yes, and that's what's crazy about that lineup. And then your final third of the 1993 lineup. Here's what it is: it's um, Tony Fernandez, Ed Sprague, and Pat Borders. Like that's a pretty good bottom third. 
Pat, Pat Borders was my favorite uh, player growing up as a kid. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. There's good reasons for that, definitely. Yeah, the MVP 92 year. That, that was like, what, 1992 was like when I started like paying attention. And re- that's like when I start remembering baseball. Yes, yes. Yeah. We all, and for me, it's 1985. Yeah, oh, that was a good year, too. I watched the All-Star game with my sister. She was babysitting me. And um, it was on an old black and white TV, like a 10-inch black and white TV. <laughs> and I remember uh, Ernie Witt, Dave Steed, and Domaso Garcia were all on the All-Star team. And I just thought it was so cool, like these Blue Jays on this other All-Star team. And that's what got me hooked. Yeah, very cool. Um, interesting out of curiosity, what, what moved you to across the border to Minnesota from, I guess you grew up in Toronto or? Yeah, I grew up in Ontario and I, I, I would have never, we probably, our family would have never made the, the move directly to Minneapolis, but we spent four years in Spokane, Washington. Mm. And uh, that's where my, my wife is from that area at Mrs. Blue Jay's dad. And we had lived 16 years in my neck of the woods. So we went to, you know, Pacific Northwest and, you know, we thought we were going to be these cool Pacific Northwest people, and it didn't quite work out for us there. Um, just the basic things of life just never really found a groove. And uh, we ended up back here in Minneapolis, or over the Minneapolis, and this is kind of like a middle ground for us. So uh, we love it living um, here in the Midwest, and it's such a great baseball area. And then my son, um, you know, he's been the last three years been able to play travel baseball, which is just crazy in the Minneapolis area and the metro. Um, you know, he he was playing, you know, 60 games a season and um, playing almost in a different ballpark, different town every night. And That's very cool. A, yeah, such a great experience for him. I got to coach two of those years. And um, and then uh, Tony Oliva's son coached the, uh, the final year. Nice, nice. Nice. So he had some some good coach in there. Um, cool. So um, oh, I didn't I didn't put in the Jays record, but I think everybody back to talking about the the the, the week that was. But everybody has been kind of paying close attention to the to the Blue Jays this week. They're <clears throat> sorry, they're ninety and seventy one at this point. So at worst they'll be ninety and seventy two out of the playoffs, or at best they'll win a game and and, and hope for the best. Um, what do you think is going to happen today? I was talking about this with my son, C5, when we were grabbing some groceries for our baseball food. And, um, okay, so here's what I think. He he thinks, if I got, I don't want to misrepresent him, but he thinks Yankees and Red Sox both win today. So nothing else matters. I see. Um, I, I'm thinking, and I think Red Sox win, Yankees lose to the Rays. Uh, Jays win, obviously, got to go with that. And um, and then the Mariners, they're just pesky. I wish they would just lose and get out of the situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm targeting Yankees' loss. I, th- playing the I think you're right because um, this this day is all about chaos, and the Rays winning is, and, and the Rays are all as a franchise all about just chaos and doing the opposite of, of whatever everybody thinks they're going to do. The Rays winning would, would add to as much chaos as possible. And, and the Rays are just, they, they're just, they know more than everybody. I don't know. I don't know what's happening you know, with you, that. You know what? If the Rays knock on your door asking about a player, do not give them that player. Yeah. No, like, like now you've got to go and say, okay, what do they see in this player? And then you got to figure out what they would do with them. And the opposite too, is like, if, if the Rays want to give you one of their players, don't take them. <laughs> they know it's like that that guy's expired for his highest value. Anyway, the Rays, they got something going on. 
I like to call them like the algorithm rays. Yeah. They're uh they're just following that that thing. I think the Blue Jays are trying to do the same. And I think we saw that earlier in the season with some of the bullpen moves Charlie Montoyo was making. Uh, I think we still see a little bit of that now where they kind of they crunch the numbers and they stick with that. They think yeah. the numbers are gonna give them the best chance. And my question is in today's game, if it goes further than today's game, do we see next level Charlie where he's not just going by the numbers and kind of almost looking like he's just sitting there. I know he's not, but do we see a more aggressive management style where he's like, Ryu, if he falters in the first inning, gone. Like, I don't know if we're going to see that or not. I, I think you have to. I think in these winner-take-all type of games where one and you're done, you you, you have to be really uh, quick with the bullpen hook. Yeah, I, I hope... I just haven't seen that from Charlie yet, and I hope, but I hope it's it's gonna. We're we're gonna see it because because we Ryu is pitching, so they got. I think I'm not sure who we're gonna see today as far as as what 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 version of Ryu we're gonna get, but they'll have like Stripling ready to go. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess they're gonna save who who's who's on tap for to start if they go to a tiebreaker. Uh, Barrios and Ray. So, but I think those guys are on tap today if you need them. And I, I think they piece together the next couple of games. Cause, and I think John Gibbons managed this way. Basically, he said, hey, if we don't win today, there's no tomorrow. You can't manage for tomorrow today if it's a must win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so um, I guess we're we're rooting for basically everybody to lose, uh, <laughs> except for <laughs> exactly. the Jays. <laughs> That's my wish list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you have a home run strikeout and walk for the for the Jays for this week? Or, uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit here, but uh, yeah. So what does that mean again? Well, a home run is a positive. Uh, we're treating a walk as a neutral, even though that's really a positive, anyways. And strikeout is a negative. Okay. So, uh, so like a highlight is the home run. Like what's the from this past week? Yeah, yeah. I can. I'll start, and you, and you can kind of mull on one while I, well, I'll go first. Um, so I'll start with uh, we. I guess we always we always get the negative out of the way first these days. Uh, my 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 strikeout is the fact that the Angels are not uh, pitching uh, Shohei Otani against the Mariners today, so that that's going to affect uh, you know the, the outcome of the game directly. Um, and you, you wish that they would put him in there because him throwing against the the Mariners is, is the best shot at the Mariners losing and, and pummeling out of the, out of the picture. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll give you my 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 walk too. Uh, my walk is just that the the the, the playoff hopes for the Jays are, are out of their control at, at this this point. So there's not much you know they can they can do other than other than win. So it's it's just a little you know you know a little frustrating that that they 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 don't hold uh their you know a playoff spot and they can't control that. But that's just you know. Neither positive nor negative. It just is what it is. And then my, my home run is just Bobachet is, is finishing the season really strong. He's he's uh, while while Vladdy is slumping a little bit, Bo has kind of taken up that that mantle a little bit. So you know you know I'll 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 leave that to you. If you you can just if you want to just pick no, no, no. one out of the three. I'll say I'll say my my home run is that right now it seems like the 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 Blue Jays bats are coming alive. Yeah. It seems like everybody's now and. That's why I'm just always assuming the Jays are going to win today. 
it could be bad, but I just think that the bats are there, and Ryu, he can handle the Orioles, I think. That, that's, a, you know, at least for four or five innings. Yeah. Um, that would be my homer. My my strikeout would be just that the Jays didn't take two or three from the Yankees. Uh, the Jays, you know, we've had lots of chances to be in a better position. You can't look back, but when I do look back, like, yeah, I wish we took two out of three from the Yankees instead of losing two. Today's a different story if that's the case. Yeah. Um, and then my, what's a walk? It's a neutral thing. Yeah. Yeah, my walk is that, um, yeah, that, that it is out of the Jays' control, that any team can be any other team uh, any night of the week, any day of the week. And But right now we're looking at the Nationals and the Rays to do our dirty work. um, But once again, I mean, I I have confidence in the Rays, Nats, I don't. But today could be the opposite, really. We could have the the Yankees destroy the Rays and the Nats somehow uh, beat the Red Sox. So anyway, yeah, that would be my walk is just that you just, you got to watch it happen. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're running out of time because we're we're getting up right to the the, your your own broadcast time uh, on Twitter. Thanks again for 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 coming in, Blue Jays Dad. Um, tell everybody how how they can uh, find you. Yeah, just that on Twitter at Blue Jays Dad. I'm also on Instagram. I don't do a whole lot there. Uh, then my podcast is the uh, Try Easier Baseball Podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts from. And usually on those shows, I'll do um, I'll talk to I'll interview someone who follows the team the Blue Jays are about to play in the upcoming series. And uh, it makes for a good good conversation that way as a little scouting report and what to expect. And and it's, it's fun for me because I don't really have to do any research or preparation because <laughs> it's the other person talking. And, yeah. uh, and then I learn and I enjoy learning uh, about who the Jays are about to face. And I've been able to make a lot of great um, friends and connections uh, throughout the U.S. and Canada through doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's the great thing about this podcast. You get to talk to a lot of a lot of different uh, people and, and hear a lot of different voices in, in the game. So, um, uh, everybody, um, I, hopefully the, the Jays will be uh, playing more baseball this week. And if you want to tune into some some good uh, pregame and postgame uh, coverage, go check out at Blue Jays Dad. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm using that Twitter Spaces uh, platform, and it's like working out really well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's a, it's like a radio show, old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, we've had people from all over the world, like seriously, like uh, Canada, U.S., U.K., uh, Spain, Saudi Arabia, um, everywhere. It's it's really cool. All right, well, I'll, I'll let you get to it then. All right, and I, th- I can uh, smell that the, the food is, is beginning to slowly warm up here, too. I, it's uh, the sauerkraut is starting to, you know, reveal itself, and uh, so this is exciting, but... Matt, game 162, can you believe it? 16 different possibilities that this day ends. And when you're, when this episode airs, everybody will know what it is and we'll, we'll maybe look like geniuses or fools. <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my <what> game <laughs> for. Yes. All right. All right, thanks again. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and we're back. That was a great talk with Blue Jays' dad. Uh, nice to hear, like I said, nice to hear different voices uh, on the podcast talking about the game. Um, so we'll just get to some other notes uh, that I've put in my my uh, uh, baseball podcast list here. Um, 
they've mentioned this on the broadcast before, but uh, uh, this is uh, Bowen Vladdy's first full Major League Baseball season. They've, they've never played a full season yet. Uh, uh, last year... It was it was a full season because it was only sixty games, but they haven't played the full one hundred and sixty two. Um, so that's just uh, interesting to note that they've 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 done so well this year, um, and just what's going to happen from year, in years to come. Um, speaking of the broadcast, um, the sponsored mi- milestones that they're they're doing, I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, where like you know like TD sponsors the you know like 100 rbis or whatever the numbers are um it just feels a little intrusive in the broadcast to me and it's not something that i'm a big big uh, fan of uh seeing um another thing we've been hearing a lot about lately is um the the timeshare between uh the the tampa bay rays and the montreal uh expos i assume that's what they're going to call it uh, franchises uh the the big news was that the rays were going to put a, a tampa montreal ad up in the outfield uh but then they recently said that they're going to take it down uh, they're not going to put it up in the, in the first place um so i just think that they're they're kind of trolling uh montreal they're and, and, Montreal fans and also their own fan base um they're just like it's just a ploy to get the a new stadium they're not they're not actually going to go to Montreal that's my feeling they're not they're, you're not going to see Tampa split time with with Montreal and a reason is you can look right here at the Blue Jays um it's been really hard for the players to split time this year it's been between three cities but to split t- time between between cities and and to move families around uh halfway through the year it's it's really hard on players um so they're not i don't think players are going to go for uh splitting between two different cities for a season um and i I think that it also has to get approved by the players uh, association as well so i don't think that we're going to see that um it's and unless they 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 go 100 percent and move move to montreal move the franchise um which is that's a possibility but i don't think that we're going to see a split between tampa bay and, and montreal um uh, I was uh, started a new baseball read. Uh, it's called A Well-Paid Slave by Brad Snyder. Uh, it's about uh, Kurt Gibson from the uh, from the St. Louis Cardinals, how he uh, basically wanted to uh, become a free agent. Uh, and uh, he was traded to the Phillies uh, from the Cardinals, and he didn't want to play in, in Philadelphia, and he wanted just basically to, to be able to negotiate his own his own contract and so that was the start like this was in 1969 i think it was so this is the start of the uh how, how free agency uh came to be uh for major league baseball if it wasn't for kurt flood uh, uh this wouldn't have happened and it, it came to this because of his own uh experiences um like in in uh like the in segregated south uh southern baseball that he that he played in so uh you know he just had enough of 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 having people tell him what to do so and i'm 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 not through the book yet i'm probably i'm only like i don't know 200 pages in right now uh so there's a lot a lot longer to go and and it's i think it's more than just just about this uh free agency battle i think it's about his life as well because he was a a talented artist and there was some controversy about uh some of the portraits that he had done apparently he he had someone else paint them and he would uh take pictures of them and 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 then he took credit for them so and there's a there's a lot going on in that story and I've, i've only kind of i'm only scratching the surface at this point but um 
we're talking about uh, the C- CBA uh, d- negotiations coming up in the off season. Uh, that's coming closer and closer. So, so this is one one uh, an interesting perspective to to look at for sure. And speaking of of CBA, um, I've discovered that uh, a tactic that I think maybe the players should try to adopt. Um, my 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 three and a half year old Leo, uh, he has a very good uh, tactic for getting cookies, where he just asks for a cookie over and over and over again, and eventually I, I pave in. So if the players just want to you know get what they want in the in the new deal, they just keep, just need to keep asking and asking and asking and asking over and over again. That's that's all they need to do, and the owners will say, okay. I'll, I'll, We'll reduce the free agent uh, age to to twenty four, and it won't be it won't be service based, and we'll eliminate the draft, and we'll do all these things. Just just stop asking, just stop asking. And yes, here's a cookie. So so they, that's something that maybe they can they can try. Um, just another interesting thing that I noticed baseball wise is that uh, the Pirates promoted. Uh, a player, O'Neill Cruz. The the interesting thing about it is that he's a third baseman, shortstop kind of player, and he's six feet seven inches tall. So um, I ha- I haven't seen him play really, um, and he got a hit I think yesterday on Saturday in his first one of his first at bats. But just seeing that large of a body play the infield is just an interesting. Uh, spectacle <laughs> to see. It's like basically, if you were like put like a skinnier Aaron Judge in the infield, that is what you would see. Um, yeah, doing my awkward coffee sip now. Um, so that that's basically it for my notes. Um, uh, we're doing some I'll do a quick Brewers check in too. Um, they they clinched the um, the Central. Uh, I think that maybe even last weekend, I'm not sure exactly when it was, but in the celebrations, uh, one of their best relievers, Devin Williams, broke his hand uh, punching a wall. I guess he did this after, like, they went to a bar or whatever and had drinks after the celebration. So that is unfortunate because his uh, pitching hand is quite an important one for the for the uh, Brewers, and he won't be back until uh, at the earliest the World Series, but who knows how, how that's going to work out. Um... Yeah, uh, that's that's basically it. So, so their 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 record, um, the Brewers' record at the end of the the, the year is uh, let's see here, ninety five and sixty six as of this recording. So either the, it'll be ninety six and sixty six or ninety five and sixty seven. Um, either way, it's a pretty successful year for Milwaukee with that injury notwithstanding. Um, let's see here. Uh, and they're going to play Atlanta in the uh, division series. And Atlanta is a part of that uh, weak uh, NL East division. So I don't think that Milwaukee is going to have too hard of a time against them. The interesting series that's, that to watch, though, is going to be um, the uh, whatever happens in the wild card. Uh, it's going to be either, either – I think at this point it's looking like it's going to be L.A. facing uh, St. Louis. Uh, and then the winner goes on to face probably – uh, the San Francisco Giants. So a Giants-Dodgers first round NLDS uh, will be just fascinating and entertaining baseball to watch for sure. Um, I, it, could, it could end up being the Cardinals. Who knows? Uh, they've been surging as of late too to get into the wildcard spot in the first place. But uh, that's going to be pretty interesting to watch for sure. Um, so yeah, the Blue Jays look ahead is I hope that they're playing multiple games this week. Um like I said, it's right now 2.30, uh, game 162, or games 162, I should say, are happening in about a half hour from now. 
All the teams are playing at once, which is pretty exciting and and chaotic and nerve-wracking and and everything. Um, I'm going to be scoreboard watching. We have lots of things to do this afternoon. I'm going to be cleaning the kitchen. I'm going to be we're going to be listening in the car. We're going to be go over to, to grandma and grandpa's house for for, for gram, grandma's birthday. So happy birthday, mom! Um, we're going to so we're, we'll be watching over there. I'm sure. Um, so it's, it's going to be uh, pretty pretty crazy uh, stuff happening in, in the baseball world today. Um, like I said before, it could end up with a four way tie for for the uh, those those wild card spots. Um, don't see like it's that's the least likely scenario but uh i think that we're going to get some sort of some form of of tie-breaking game this week at least at least one uh, and hopefully the jays are one of those teams uh because that's the only way they can, they can get into the playoffs at this point is to play in a tie-breaking game they have to beat the orioles and one or both of the red Sox and yankees have to lose hopefully both of them lose um and then that that will help them play their way uh, into the playoffs. Um, I didn't really uh, on the on the personal. Oh, oh, here, sorry, I'm skipping over our podcast notes. I only have one really note for last week is that the uh, the pace of play last week was 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 uh, brisk <laughs> for the podcast, uh, being a solo effort from Steve. Um, it's going to be a, a pretty brisk pace for today as well because I don't have a ton on the personal side, like I said, uh, to, to talk about. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be another short pod today. Um, hopefully, uh, Steve will be back next week and we'll have some playoff games to t- and series to talk about. We'll definitely have some, uh, Brewers baseball to talk about, uh, cause that'll be a, a fun team to watch in the playoffs. Um, and maybe at that point, cause I was going to give some, some, uh, postseason uh, predictions, uh, this week, but there's just so much chaos happening right now that I don't know who's going to be in the playoffs on the, on the wildcard end of things, uh, just yet for the AL. So I, I don't want to make any predictions, um, until we know who's facing who and, and all that stuff. So maybe I'll do some, uh, some predictions on, in the Thanksgiving edition of, of next week's, uh, podcast. Oh, and that's something I totally forgot to talk about is, um, this coming Friday uh, is is one of the best baseball days of the year. There's going to be, I think, four playoff games going on all day all day long Friday. Um, I have uh, Leo's going to be away at preschool, so there's I will not have to watch hours on end of, of Bubble Guppies. We will be watching only baseball uh, in in the house tomorrow. I mean, on, on Friday, and also um, on Thanksgiving Monday. There's an, another four games I checked on, on the schedule. So. Um, this I think this coming weekend is one of the best baseball weekends, just in terms of of, of quantity for sure. Um, for me, Thanksgiving uh, is one of my favorite holidays because it always uh, coincides with playoff baseball, which is which is a fun, intense uh, time to 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 watch baseball, and you have a, a nice. Uh, uh, meal full of, of carbs and starches to, to kind of uh, soak up all your all your stress so so I'll be I'll be eating lots of mashed potatoes and and, and, and stuffing uh, over the weekend to and, and and watching some pretty intense baseball so that that'll be that'll be lots of fun um, yeah so like I said not much personal stuff to talk about um, I'll just give you a home run, so we'll keep it positive and then we'll end on that uh, my home run is that um, one of my favorite beers. Uh, is, is has been released in the stores. Uh, Bose Night Marzen uh, is 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 out, and and that's just been a really uh, one of my favorite beers. It's, it's a simple amber lager, I think. Uh, it's just really tasty and, and a nice fall uh, beer. 
Um, in general, fall is, fall is a good beer season because you can start drinking the stouts again, the darker kind of maltier beers. Uh, it's a good time for that. So, uh, yeah, fall is a is a good time for, for beer and baseball. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that and uh, going to go clean the kitchen and I think probably start out start out listening to, the, to, to Game 162 for the Jays because I think uh, the kids are going to uh, be intent on watching the Paw Patrol movie for the hundred and 62nd time probably so uh, anyways um i hope everybody enjoys the game i hope we see a tiebreaker for the jays uh tomorrow on monday um and uh yeah i hope everybody has a good uh, good week and uh, this is gonna be fun playoff baseball to watch bye bye